You're listening to the Earmark edition of Laying Down the Law with Billy DeClerc, Esquire. You can earn free NASBA-approved continuing professional education credits for listening to this episode. To get started, download the free Earmark CPE app, register for the course, take a quick quiz, and get your CPE certificate. It's that easy. Learn more at earmarkcpe.com. And now, on to the episode. Warning. Laying Down the Law is a comedy podcast intended to be humorous. Human listener discretion is advised. From the Beyond Unreasonable Doubt Studios, in association with Feitner Productions, it's Laying Down the Law! With your host, Billy DeClerc! Hey, that's me. Yeah, that's right, Billy. That's you. <sighs> Featuring Henry David, Kristen Denning, and Kelly Johnson. Only a madman would dare to bring these people together to build a world of law and order, only to tear it apart with laughter. That madman is attorney Billy DeClerc. The result is a podcast blasted to the farthest reaches of the internet. That podcast is this one, and it starts right now. Welcome to Laying Down the Law, Earmark Edition, the law and comedy podcast hosted by me, the metaphorical DQ blizzard you get when you combine Richard Pryor and Ted Cruz Esquire. I'm Billy DeClerc. Let's introduce my three guests today. First, a returning guest. He's an actor, improviser, and writer. He's a proud alum of UC Riverside, whose mascot is either a giant orange named Norm T. Naval or he's a confused California bear wearing a Highland kilt, Scotty the Bear. This guest is also a member of the indie improv team Rave Propellers. He is Henry David. Thank you. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. That was a, that was a great in, in, introduction. I appreciate it. Thank that. you. We can end the podcast right now. <laughs> We're going to just stop. We're going to end on a high note. Uh, next, another member of the indie improv team Rave Propellers. She originally hails from the burgeoning metropolis known as Bakersfeld. Bakersfield? <laughs> Boskers Falls. Bakersfield, California, and has since moved far, far away to the land of milk and honey, a.k.a. the valley. She's a writer and comedian, and if she were a 1990s quirky sitcom guest star, she'd be known for her wacky catchphrase, yeah, but at least it's a dry heat. Welcome, Kelly Johnson. Wow, thank you. I couldn't have written that better myself. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, finally, she's an Austin-based storyteller and improviser uh, whose favorite color is green. She can be found in the immediate vicinity of Congress Avenue Bridge, home to North America's largest urban bat colony any night of the week. Welcome, Kristen Drenning. Thank you, and also thank you, Henry, for basically writing that for me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm thrilled to have all of you on the show, but first... A word from our sponsor. And we're back. Who's ready to get into it? Oh, God, please, let's do this. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh my God. <laughs> He's been jonesing for some I sweet, know. sweet legal improv. All right. It's just, uh, All right. Ready? Well, this case is a, is, a, is a business case. It's called Eisenberg versus Flying Tiger Line, Inc. It's arising out of the Second Circuit in 1971. Uh, the Second Circuit is the uh, East Coast, like Delaware type of area. Uh, 
And actually, this is a Delaware corporation, which is why it is in the Second Circuit. Uh, Eisenberg, you said. What did I say? No, I'm asking. Eisenberg. Eisenberg, okay. I believe I said, or is it Eisenberg? No, I just want to... Yeah, I just want to make sure I got it. Yeah. Yeah. Eisenberg. Are you taking notes, Henry? Or are you writing this down for the oh, test? He's <laughs> studying for the bar exam. No. <laughs> Two episodes of three episodes of laying down the law, and he's going to take the bar. That's what's rolling. That's what we're rolling here. <laughs> um, and I'm actually going to jump to the trivia part first because I got I went down a an internet rabbit hole about <laughs> Flying Tiger, uh, preparing for this podcast. I had work to do, and I was like, hmm, let's Google Flying Tiger and find out what it tells us. But apparently. The disappearance of Flying Tiger Flight 739, this happened well before 1971, it happened during the Vietnam War. It had 107 passengers on board in 1962 as one of aviation's great mysteries. Apparently, it disappeared without a trace en route uh, between Guam and the Philippines. It was ultimately headed to Vietnam, uh, apparently some kind of a top secret flight. A tanker reported an explosion in the sky sometime around the time it disappeared off of the... Uh, uh, the old radar, um, but there was never any trace found of the flight, despite an eight-day search and rescue operations. Now, there's a number of conspiracy theories surrounding the disappearance of Flying Tiger Flight 739, uh, because apparently another plane left Travis Air Force Base in California around the same time and crashed around the same time. But there's absolutely no evidence for any uh, conspiracy. Also, interestingly, none of the uh, people who passed away uh, who, many of whom were soldiers uh, related to the Vietnam conflict, uh, are featured on the Vietnam Memorial because they weren't in active combat in Vietnam at the time of their disappearance. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's just rude. It feels, yeah, it feels really rude. Um, that's got nothing to do with this case at all, but it was sure interesting, and I spent a lot of time reading articles about it. Um, when I could have been doing literally anything else. <laughs> Another interesting factoid, Flying Tiger was eventually purchased by FedEx in 1988. Ooh. So we have a book in 1962, <laughs> 1988. <laughs> but this case happens in 1971, and it uh, falls in the area of a shareholder's derivative suit. Do you need me to explain what a shareholder derivative suit is? You know, I mean, I know. But yeah. it'd be great to hear it again. I, mean, I would for, say it couldn't hurt for the listeners. For the listeners, for other people. At home, you all know. Or in their car. I mean, yeah. I'm sure it's something we've all heard before, being as it's derivative. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounds derivative, but yeah, let's yeah. Yeah. We'll breeze over it. All right. The key issue in this case is whether or not it is, in fact, a derivative lawsuit. So a derivative lawsuit is a lawsuit that is based on or derived from the rights of the corporation. It's a shareholder that always brings it. So if you have, let's say you have 10 shares of Microsoft and you wanna file a lawsuit against um, Bill Gates for mismanagement of Microsoft or something he did wrong, if you are a shareholder, you have this right to bring a derivative lawsuit in the name of the corporation. So it's the point is to assert rights that the corporation has against a board, a member of the board or a, a director, an officer to recover something for the entire corporation itself. And so the key question in this case is whether the, the beneficiary of the cause of action is the corporation, Flying Tiger Line Inc., or whether it's the individual shareholder, Eisenberg. 
that's the question that the Second Circuit was asked to to decide. And so like they're just wanting like Eisenberg to be like super altruistic or there's no room for uh, personal gain. Yeah. So so that's that's the great. That's a great question. So if it's for something that just benefits Eisenberg or or a small group of people like him, um, then it's going to be a direct action not a derivative action because he's, he's bringing it to vindicate his own rights. Um, and if it's to benefit the entirety of the corporation, for example, if you had a member of the board of directors who is stealing money from the, the cash register um, of, a, I guess, a small corporation like a subway or something, and, and a shareholder said, you know, this director, he's not going to file a lawsuit because it's the corporation's right to this money. It belongs to all the shareholders, all of the owners equally. And so this claim benefits the entire corporation. That's a derivative suit. Um, If it just benefits me as an individual shareholder and not the entire corporation, then it's going to be considered a direct suit. And so a lot depends, in this case, everything depends on whether the case is direct or derivative. You could characterize a derivative suit as altruistic. It's really not in the sense that the shareholder who's bringing it is bringing it because he or she uh, or they are trying to benefit themselves as shareholders in this corporation. Incidentally, all the other shareholders benefit, but their goal is to for themselves. So their goal is for him to put the money back into the, the drawer. In that right. example, right. The cash, the, the goal is this, this person stealing money from the corporation. Let's get it back. It'll make all of us wealthier. Um, it's including me because I'm a shareholder. This case, I drew all kinds of charts and bubbles and like like strings connecting things to try and figure out what happened. But there's a series of corporate transactions. It's so fascinating, which explains why I went down the rabbit hole of the you know the the missing flight and whatnot. But there are essentially four steps of a corporate transaction that Flying Tiger Line does and that Eisenberg is complaining about. The bottom line, what he's complaining about is that he lost his voting power as a result of this series of transactions. So I'll explain this series of transactions. I'm kind of jumping out of order to make it make more sense. What happened in July of 1969, Flying Tiger Line Inc. formed a subsidiary that it owned. So another company, it held all the stock of it, this other corporation, and they named it in a, in a dazzling display of creativity. They called it Flying Tiger Corporation. <laughs> wow, really? <laughs> <laughs> so Flying Tiger Line, Inc. Shameless. Owns Flying Tiger Corporation, okay? And then in August, the next month, Flying Tiger Corporation, the subsidiary, creates another subsidiary called FTL Air Freight Corporation. So you have Flying Tiger Line, Inc., Flying Tiger Corporation, (laughs) FTL Air Freight Corporation. And then in, uh, I think, September, shortly thereafter, all three corporations then were collapsed and reorganized and merged into the newest one, FTL. FTL then became the only surviving corporation. And so there was a vote of the shareholders in September of 1969, um, and it passed by a two-thirds vote of the shareholders. So 
the original shares in the in the original company, Flying Tiger Line Inc. Oh, and then to make things more interesting slash confusing slash stupid, the remaining corporation, which had been called FTL Air Freight Corporation, renamed itself Flying Tiger Line Inc. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> and the point was so as not to confuse people. <laughs> <laughs> so so you have you have subsidiary created, that subsidiary creates a subsidiary, then the third subsidiary creates another subsidiary, then the child eats the parent and the grandparent corporation, and then it takes the name of the grandparent and becomes the only survivor. Ooh. And it was approved. So the original shares became shares in flying tiger corporation the middle one and so essentially the plaintiff sued because he because he claimed that his vote had been diluted by this series of of steps he filed suit on behalf of himself and other quote similarly situated shareholders he asserted that it was not a derivative claim in a footnote incidentally flying tiger essentially says that the reason they did this was uh, some kind of a tax benefit and to avoid government oversight from the Civil Aeronautics Board. That was the, the apparent reason. The court explains it doesn't matter. That's not the issue. That's not why we're here today. It doesn't matter why they had the, the, the reorganization, whether it had a good purpose or a bad purpose. The question is whether this lawsuit is derivative or direct. Why the big fight about whether it's derivative or direct? The lawsuit applied New York state law, and there's a rule that says in a derivative suit, if a shareholder holds less than 5% or $50,000 worth of stock, they must post a bond or security for the legal expenses of the corporation in the event they're unsuccessful. So if you're a very small shareholder, you have to put up money to sue the corporation if it's a derivative suit, but not if it's a direct suit. Oh, I say so. He wants to avoid the uh, that fee because he was diluted down to below five percent or fifty thousand dollars. Not because of the dilution, because he doesn't want to put up the money to file the lawsuit. Right, but also like this feels like they don't really want people bringing derivative suits. It sounds like at all. Like, right, it's really right. Derivative. Right. Well, there's a there's a really interesting policy um, behind this law that that's in effect here. And I think that's a, that's a great question, a very, a very law school-ish type of question to ask. The policy behind this law is that you don't want teeny tiny little shareholders messing with corporate transactions. Here you have, apparently it's a big enough deal that they spent the money and hired the lawyers to do three mergers and a name change in order to do some kind of tax benefit, this crazy corporate reorganization that probably cost plenty and, and was for some had some business justification and here comes little old little old eisenberg the, the crank and says huh. you're diluting my voting rights you stop and they and the corporation's like well, we're trying to run a business here you're telling us we can't do anything they, they so the concern is if shareholders are able to sue about everything they will sue about everything mm -hmm. so it's definitely a pro-corporation law it's definitely against the little guy or gal the, in in favor of the big corporation, the company, so that they can't be slowed down. Mm -hmm. And this, this whole area of law, they call them shareholder strike suits because many times these type of lawsuits are filed for a strategic purpose. If you have a fight between 
a company where it's held by a small number of shareholders, you can have, you know, they're called proxy fights or, or battles for control of the corporation that then spill over into the courtroom. Mm. And so you have like the controlling shareholders want to do one thing um, and the minority shareholders want to do something else and, um, and they, they can't work it out. And so they file a lawsuit saying you breached your fiduciary duty or you breached your fiduciary duty. It's, I understand the gatekeeping function, but like, isn't there a better way to keep like spurious lawsuits out, like other than just like making them like astronomically expensive, because then you're going to lose a lot of like meritorious claims. It feels like. I think that's a great point. Actually. I think that's a really interesting point. Like uh, you could imagine some kind of a like a procedure, you could file an early motion to show minimal merit. And it's funny you mentioned that because in the state of California, the law is a little different in the state of California under corporations code 800. Why do I know this random citation? Cause I just wrote a brief about it. <laughs> it's called a motion for a bond. And so the question is whether the lawsuit has minimal merit, not merit, like reasonable amount of merit, just minimal merit that there, there's some indication that the lawsuit can benefit the corporation. If the shareholder can't show the lawsuit has minimal merit that it's it could if it's true if what's alleged is true if the shareholder can't show that then they have to post a fifty thousand dollar bond or it can be set by the judge but they have a chance at the outset to to show and they're you know you, you bring the evidence and the judge takes a look at it and says mm, i think this lawsuit's good or i think this lawsuit's not good so th so there's a different rule in new york the rule is doesn't matter whether it's a good lawsuit or a bad suit if it's derivative you put up the money the was law... this just at the time, though, or is this still the law in New York now, too? Oof, I wish I knew the answer to that. Yeah. Well, um, get your briefs um, and your boxers. Okay, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, uh, let me, let me uh, let's see. Maybe re-ask the question, then I'll pretend like I know it. <laughs> this is podcasting. I'm just trying to keep up with Kristen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, you got two lawyers in here. Yeah. Kristen, are you a lawyer, too? I try and tell people I'm not, but yes, I'm happy. Oh that. my god! <laughs> okay, well, I watched. Did you want to? Yeah, I don't know if you wanted that in or out, so I didn't oh. mention it. Oh, it doesn't. Yeah, it's it's fine. I mean, I I, I don't take any particular pride in it because I'm a ter I'm a terrible lawyer and try not to do it. But still, it's not like a secret necessarily. I say keep it in. Uh, <laughs> so too. <laughs> I think so too. I was on a jury once, so oh, feel free to oh. ask me any questions. What was that like? <laughs> oh, amazing. I loved it. Really? It was incredible. The bailiff would give us candy every day. Um, I was an alternate, but then one juror fell asleep. So she got kicked <laughs> off and I was on. <laughs> um, it was right around the time, uh, what's that, what that show called that everyone was obsessed with? Oh, uh, Making a Murderer came out. So I was like, I'm ready to like be fair. <laughs> um, I took copious notes. I loved it. We had like two hour lunches every day. I don't, I literally don't know why people hate jury duty because I think it's amazing. <laughs> what kind of case was it? It was a criminal case. Ooh. It was, uh, it was, there was uh, like kidnapping and there were firearms and it all happened at a Chevron. Um, did you, did you deliberate to a verdict? Yeah, he was guilty. Oh, we found him. We found him guilty. Yeah, it was really sad. Oh man, his family was there. That's the thing too. Is that afterwards, and they're like, "Okay, you're guilty. Bye. You guys all walk out together." <laughs> and it's like, "Okay, like 
y'all walk out to the same parking lot. Oh God. Like, I'm really sorry about your family member. <laughs> oh he wow. Seemed, he seemed like a nice guy. I think he just, you know, got caught up in some- Got caught up in the moment. He, got, he yeah. got caught up in some wrongdoing. I don't think he meant anything by it. He just technically kidnapped a man, <laughs> but I'm sure he's out of prison now and doing great. <laughs> <laughs> good behavior it wasn't a huge kidnapping it was it's like a technicality he just asked mm. a guy for money the guy didn't give it to him so then he took him inside the chevron wow at, at not, gunpoint yeah what's that uh what's that syndrome stockholm syndrome mm. mm-hmm. you, you fall in love with your captors Is that yeah you <laughs> like patty Hurst. <laughs> Yeah. I, I don't think the guy in Chevron fell in love with him. They weren't together that long. I think it was a pretty quick exchange. Don't well, say no to love, Kelly. You know, yeah, you know. fell in love with him. But maybe. <laughs> Anyways, I but then I only been summoned for jury duty one other time, and then they never even asked me to go. I kept calling the number, and they're like, "You don't have to report today." Then I never had a report, and I was like, "You guys don't understand. I love this." <laughs> like. <laughs> Don't say you love it too much. You'll not end up on another jury. <laughs> You're like, it's all right. It's all right. No, I, I, I'll never be on a jury. They'll never put me on. Yeah. Same. I Can lawyers be on juries? I just assumed you couldn't. Yeah. You know too much. I think they want us dumb. <laughs> Usually plaintiff's lawyers are the ones to kick the, 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 the lawyers off. No. One time I almost made it because it was like a very complicated like medical malpractice where there was like just like tons of different like liability, like chains of liability. And um, they wanted because they thought maybe like I might be able to like help the jury like a portion out like, you know, but then eventually I just got I got right at the last minute broke my yeah, heart. You, you got thanked and excused. Well, the best yeah. part was that I was teaching at the time and I my classes were really mean <laughs> they were like so so it was like a break from these like horrible 13 year old kids that hated me anyway and so like the case lasted like a week a week and a half but i was really like let's draw it out like, let's keep going <laughs> bring in the witnesses like <laughs> well, I, oh God, I just i don't know i just don't know about yeah this. i was like actually guys we should really think about it like someone's life is at stake we're gonna, here. Need, like, we're gonna need to deliver look at the expert days. testimony again yeah like yeah <laughs> let's listen to the 911 call like i don't know <laughs> um, that's hilarious i think that's the premise of a Polly shore movie too oh. called jury duty <laughs> I think because he wants the $15 a day and he just keeps Yes, you get for... money too. Like what? I... That's like <laughs> incredible. <laughs> All the judges who are listening to the podcast, we need to, we need to have Kelly come in and convince everybody to be on Oh jury. my gosh. I would love that. I just, I think it gets a bad rap, but it really is very fun. It's power. It's a lot of power. A Hershey's kiss left on your seat after every little break. I mean, that that's, is so that's classy. sweet. Classy. That's classy. Yeah. How do you know that's just not the defense uh, lawyer trying to sweeten? No, it was the bailiff. We all knew her. We were cool with her. We knew oh. it was up. Yeah, we all had like a good rapport. We were like pals afterward. Do you guys still go out for drinks every once in a while? Yeah. No, I don't. I don't know who those people are. Actually, I, one of the girls on the jury I went to high school with, so I could oh. talk to her about it and see how oh, she feels funny. these days. <laughs> That's so random. 
That is super cool. It's Bakersfield people, so we all know each other. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Baskersfelds. Yeah. Um, the Hounds of Baskersfelds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kelly, ask me that question again about, um, about. Oh uh, yeah. <clears throat> uh, is that still the law in New York now? Or is that yeah. just then? Oh no, absolutely. Uh, it's section 627 of the New York public law, security for expenses and shareholders derivative action. Um, everybody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was really impressive. Yeah. I did not have to look that up and then have parts, parts of this edited out. <laughs> I'm on tenderhooks already. Yeah, I, I'm sure. He's like, what's going to happen? Is it derivative or is it direct? <laughs> so Eisenberg did not post the security. And so his lawsuit got, got dismissed. He appealed arguing that it was a direct and not a derivative lawsuit because his lawsuit was brought to prohibit the loss of his personal voting rights that belonged just to him. It was not on behalf of the corporation. It was not behalf of all the shareholders, but it was a personal right. His own rights to vote had been diluted. And so the court gets into an analysis to figure out when is a case derivative and when is it direct? And I sort of previewed this, whether the object of the lawsuit is to recover on a claim belonging directly to the stockholders or whether it's to compel the performance of corporate act, which the directors are required to take or perform a duty that they owe to the corporation and through the corporation to the stockholders. And so the flying tiger argued that it was not a duty to Eisenberg personally. It was a duty to the corporation and only derivatively to the stockholders. Essentially the court says that would make all stockholder class actions effectively derivative and here they're not challenging a management decision they're not challenging whether that the merger and the collapsing and all that was a good idea or not but simply his own personal claim and so ultimately the second circuit ruled that it was a direct and not a derivative claim and they reinstated his lawsuit but there's an interesting coda to this case so the court says the reorganization deprived him and other minority stockholders of any voice in the affairs of their previously existing operating company. And then they say, the strongest string in Eisenberg's bow is one that he helped fashion when he made an investment some 40 years ago in Central Zone Property Corporation. And in 1942, that corporation, blah, 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 blah. Eisenberg complained that this effectively deprived him of a voice in the operation of the company, which would be run in the future by the trustees of the voting trust. And the Court of Appeals agreed, citing Eisenberg versus Central Zone Property Corp, a 1953 case. Whoa. So yeah. Eisenberg is a legal baller because he, <laughs> he got this case in 1952, which then gets cited yeah. almost 20 years later as the reason why he wins again. So he used his own precedent? That's his amazing. own precedent, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I wonder how often that happens. Like if there's like a bingo card that you like to check off a box at some point for that. Uh, <laughs> he must be just like suing corporations. Like I was just going right. to say that. Is this guy <laughs> left and right just throwing uh -huh. him out there? It yeah. seems to be his business. It says also in a footnote that he represented himself in this lawsuit. So oh, wow. he is truly the ridge, the OG grumpy old guy. I assume. I mean, if he had won another lawsuit 20 years earlier, he's probably pretty old. Uh, 
so I don't know if he just if this was his his hobby or if he just like I don't know he's just like to be a thorn in people's side but definitely I get like an image as he's like the kind of person with a sign on his lawn that says you know pick up your dog poop and like <laughs> does actually enforce it you know, oh, yeah. that, that's the kind of that's who I picture for this guy oh, yeah you can imagine him being on like a homeowners committee or something and just being just like just absolutely terrible in every respect <laughs> oh no oh no here comes Eisenberg he's coming to another meeting he's gonna complain about the color of his neighbor's fence again oh I used to work for an old folks home and one of the what if I like residents whenever we got to dinner he always found a way to somehow get his food for free like <laughs> really i was like felt bad for the service i was like i'm sorry it's fine um so yeah he'd always like kind of complain about something small and then would always get his food for free but to be fair his food was always free so i was like well i don't know like wait was it free food it was was it free to begin with because it was part of the service no it wasn't free to begin with he was supposed to pay for it but he'd find something to complain about or not like and they could just never fix it and i think after a while you just kind of like wear the server down so (laughs) they're like whatever it's like a 12.99 fettuccine alfredo like just take it sir I wonder if like a corporation in there just like hand him a plate of food. Go ahead. It's like, and then it's me and like a bunch of senior citizens, and I was like twenty one. I was like, oh, I don't know, sorry. Like, is he going to pay for like? Oh. And you're like thinking he's legitimately nice upset. And I know he wasn't. He just liked getting free food. I'd have to be like, oh, it's fine. You like it. It's good. Everybody's got to have a hobby. You put some parmesan on it. Like, <laughs> Imagine him doing it just, just he, you know, even if he doesn't like the food, you know, just to practice. He's like, I don't, I don't even want to eat this. I just, it's I'm in it for the game. Yeah, yeah. Or like returning food at grocery stores. I didn't even know you could do that at the time, but he would do it. Like he just, I, I don't even know. Wait, would it, if he returned the food, would he get his money back? Like partially eaten, like <laughs> brick of cheese. And yeah. he's like... Actually, now I don't remember how that worked. I don't know. I don't know. But I kind of think he just liked doing it. Like it was well, like not a lot going on. I tried to plan good activities for them, but obviously they weren't good enough. So we had to spice things up. Yeah, it's no, like, no bingo is as much fun as try to intimidate yeah. people into giving me free food game. It really yeah. wasn't. Like either he thinks of himself as like a social justice warrior, or he's just like a super grifter on like the, like, <laughs> like the nittiest Definitely the latter. Yeah. <laughs> a fine, I wonder if corporations are ever like, no, we're just not going to sell you any stock, like, or you know what I mean, like, because you know what, you're you're going to sue us. It's almost inevitable. Like, yeah, like, wait a minute, I've seen your name a couple I of don't times. Think you are. Oh no, yeah. not this, not eyes, not this guy again. Yeah. <laughs> walks into the olive garden and they're like take our breadsticks and go <laughs> did, I, so did eisenberg i mean did, did people look at him and say well, this guy again or was he actually you know was this was he taken seriously and you know in, in other words, what was what was what was he was, what what he was doing was it uh did people agree with it was it agreeable you know, I, I, I kind of have to read between the lines. Um, the The indication is that the original court uh, didn't think very much of Mr. Eisenberg and was kind of, uh, they, they say something to the effect of they didn't, the court which kind of looked at him and was like, just get out of here with your noise. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but the, the Second Circuit, you know, they, they go into um, great detail. 
but it's kind of it's kind of interesting to think if if it was all of the minority shareholders that all got their voting rights diluted why is that not a derivative claim anyway like why is this just some people but not others if this the, the issue is the merger itself dilutes everybody's voting rights then why is it not a why is it not a derivative? Well, they claim? couldn't he like pal up with his other five percenters and be like, yeah. "Hey, <laughs> this sucks." <laughs> is it sort of like? I mean, it's like the way that you could have like a class action suit. But there's like named plaintiffs. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. Like or it's sort of like at what point does it like become automatically like a spy association? Like I guess it's also the same though when you're like on an airplane and it gets delayed and you get a voucher. Even though you're pursuing a voucher, everybody deserves a voucher, but you only care about getting yours. I don't know. Oh, that is such a great analogy for exactly what's going on here. It's like, it's like I, I want my, I want everyone to get. Everyone deserves, everyone deserves a free flight voucher. Uh, but by the way, Pete Buttigieg tweeted, "If your flight's delayed and they offer you miles, don't take them. You're entitled to money." I'm like, Buttigieg owning the airlines. He's like, you're entitled. Don't take it. It's like, he's like, it's like pennies on the dollar. Don't take it. I I saw that tweet. It was great. I was like, whoa, dude, Mayor Pete stepping up to American Airlines. Yeah, I heard Delta was giving out like $10,000 at one point. Oh, yeah. That's it's statutory. It's pretty big. So did he end up? So what ended up happening to his case? Oh, Eisenberg? Well, I don't know. Um, That's a good question. Oh, hold on. I was just going to put a little edit point in here. <laughs> nope, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what happened when it got sent back down. Okay. Um, it might be in the book here somewhere, but I didn't read it. Okay. Um, deeply unsatisfying. Also, kind of irrelevant. To, it's like he's he's the the whole merger was approved with a two thirds majority. He has less than five percent. So I don't know what he thinks he's going to accomplish. You know, f- fighting this 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 merger that's clearly got some some other purpose well i mean it, it sounds to me he just didn't want to pay that fee and then see where it went yeah it, se- it seemed to me like maybe maybe he got tired of you know of uh blowing up the old folks home and getting himself free fettuccine alfredo <laughs> like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get he's trying some... to set precedent exactly <laughs> he's trying to send a message because, you know, if he did it once and he did it again, who knows what he's going to do next? You know, say my voting rights are, you know, you get these things and it's like, get a proxy statement in the mail. And it's like, which slate of electors do you want? Like, I don't know who these people are. I barely can vote in real elections. <laughs> so that is, that's Eisenberg versus Flying Tiger Line. Um, what do y'all think? Wow. Rightly decided, wrongly decided comments, thoughts? I uh, thought the plane crash was going to come back in. I don't know why. <laughs> well, that's probably, I should maybe I should have saved the trivia for the end. You know, when you lead with the plane disappearing plane, and then you get into a three-part merger, it's just it's yeah. Rough. You really started us off on a high, and then it just became it just got slow and draggy. So that's actually derivative. one of the hallmarks of laying down the law: is we start on a high and we just get slowly draggier and draggier. I mean, I think we're ragging on him a lot, but the way that company did, you know, the whole renaming and, and creating different, it seemed like shell companies. I don't know. It just, whatever that was going on there, just didn't seem uh, on the up and up. No, that's what people do. They rebrand, you know, like Kanye. Sometimes he's Kanye, <laughs> sometimes he's Yeezy, sometimes he's Yay. 
Sometimes he's Christ. <laughs> well, like, my like lingering question is sort of like when like this guy won, like when if he won, if let's say he did win, like when it got sent back down, like does that mean that if when he got relief that like literally everybody else also like automatically also got whatever like some sort of monetary relief for the fact that their shares were diluted? Or was it like only he got like like any reward from this? I don't know. That's my Yeah, I mean personally I kind of suspect that he was trying to get bought off. Um oh, yeah. because because this is such an early procedural kind of fight, right? The whole fight is this is at the very, very beginning of the lawsuit. What kind of a claim do you have here? It's not that he's proven anything's been done wrong. It's not that he's proven that he's been diluted. It's not that he's going to win. It's not that he's going to get any money or damage anything. All he's doing is he's screwing up a merger and slowing things down. You know, and and this whole fight is really, really at the beginning. So, you know, it's entirely possible that the company's like, just buy his shares back, whatever Ooh. he wants, buy it back. Yeah. And that may have been his objective all along. I don't know. I'm speculating, Probably. but yeah. but that could be that could be the old cranks style. You know, look at look for companies that are gonna, you know, merge and then, um, which takes us back full circle to the purpose of the statute, which was to stop people from doing you know doing these strike suits and holding up corporate transactions. I don't know. I don't know what he stood to benefit by having more of a voting right of his five percent. Doesn't seem like much. Seems like it's just creating a problem for this complicated shell game and voiding taxes and government regulation that is like okay in 1971 mm -hmm. or But like, other than the shareholders themselves, there's no like like government or like body that like would otherwise enforce these kind of rules, right? Like they can only police themselves. Yeah, I mean, you would get into maybe the Securities and Exchange Commission if it was some kind of a securities yeah. violation, but. Um, you know, potentially if there's some kind of a tax violation involved, but, but generally, you know, corporate, um, corporate governance is, is typically an internal, um, issue in, you know, the, the voting rights and all that, you know, it's like the HOA example, like, you know, it's supposed to be self, a self-governing thing and only spill over to the courts in rare instances. All right. Well, when we get back, we're going to do some improv and we're back. Uh, uh, Kristen, uh, thank you so much for, uh, calling this, uh, HOA meeting on such short notice. Other members will be here. Thank you so much. Oh, no, it was, um, of course I felt it was only too necessary. I don't know if you've all noticed the scourge of, um, track lighting that has gone up all over the patios of this neighborhood, but it is absolutely ruinous devastating 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 absolutely in fact kelly is one of the uh main perpetrators uh, uh said same track lighting patio situation it is an eyesore and it is strictly against the rules of the hoa oh here here she comes now yeah She's coming in now hi kelly uh i thought we were just going to talk about the the block party <laughs> the 4th of July block party. I didn't know this was specifically about my track lights. Um, point of order. I believe that the floor has been yielded to me and that I have already raised properly the issue of track lighting, which means all other issues cannot be discussed. Point of order. The chair has uh, recognized herself. Thank you, sir. Thank you. 
I move to strike any notion about any other sort of party or event that might be happening. I second. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sorry. I don't really know how to proceed here. Is there, how should I talk? Is there like a methodology? I don't know how to strike. Point of order. Uh, she is not addressing the head of the HOA in her statements. She seems to be speaking to the gallery and she's supposed to be speaking to me. I'm the only one here. I don't know who you're speaking to aside from Henry. That's Mr. Eisenberg to you. Thank you. Okay. Move to strike that uh, last there from the record as uh, doesn't matter how many people are here or not here. I can't, be, I can't believe she called me by my first name. That's so I did see that. That was really rude. That was very rude. Can we take a recess? Honestly, I just, I don't know if we can proceed. That really tainted the entire proceeding, I think. Well, maybe we can, maybe we can just overlook the uh, lack of decorum and this was board. This is exactly what, this is what's ruining America. This is what ruining this neighborhood. Overlook one thing, then what's next? Uh, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but um, I mean, I could just put in new bulbs if that would be helpful. Is it the temperature or the the luminosity? I, I don't really mind changing the lights if it's going to be that big of a deal. I just don't want to come to any more of these meetings. I'm afraid the violation was the fact you did not receive approval from the HOA before you installed said lighting. So you cannot undo the wrong by changing the lights. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's my bad. That's my bad. I didn't realize that that, that was the thing that we did here uh, in Shady Glen. Um, but moving forward, I'll be yeah. sure to just give you guys a heads up on that and might as well just do it now. I'm just going to go ahead and take the lights. Oh, no. Just put oh, it back yeah. to what they were so we can just it's, it's not move on. Yeah, it's not that easy. Just no. go back to what they were and then we'll pretend like this never happened i know i want you would to. you would be compounding a tragedy with a tragedy should you or take down those lights without pre-approval i i can't even i can't even so well uh, uh brad and misty i just want to show you around this one neighborhood called shady glen this afternoon um, i know we've been looking at houses all all day but this is a really really it's a nice neighborhood. It's a gated community. I think you're going to really enjoy it. And um, let me just pull the bends over here to the side of the road. This is at uh, uh, 411, um, 411 Partridge Place here in Shady Glen. And um, you, you'll notice that this, this house is taupe. Uh, most of the houses are taupe. Um, and and uh, I believe we can just uh, go in and look around. But uh, if you want me to tell you about it or just let you look around either way you like. Uh, maybe, maybe a little bit of both, my dude. That'd be great. <laughs> Ab Ab absolutely. It's, it's Brad, right? Brad. Yeah, Brad. Yeah. Brad. Yeah. Brad. Okay. Uh, and 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 so so you here and the missus, you're uh you you looking to 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 start a family, settle down. There's a park just down the street. Um, the uh, current owners have had the property for um for four and a half years. Um, and mm. there was a um. There was a, a small fire in the kitchen, which so it's been completely gutted and renewed. It's it's about it's about five percent under market. I expect this one's going to go in a bidding war, um, mm -hmm. just between us. I think it's going to go over, but we can talk about that later after we leave the property. Right. Um, and let's see, there's um, Shady Glen does have an HOA, very active, maintaining community standards. Um, the HOA fees are minimal, only seven hundred dollars a month. 
um, and um, they, um, it, there's a shared um, pool gated area um, with a water slide that's allowed to be used on Tuesdays. Um, you're allowed to uh, run the sprinklers every third Thursday. Um, and um, you can paint your color sand, taupe, or um, eggshell. Um, as you can see, all the houses are sand, taupe, or eggshell. Um, what else can I tell you about that? Ah, it's a, it's a lovely three-bedroom, um, but only two bedrooms are upstairs. You have to use them as a bedroom. You can't use them as an office. Um, yeah. Anything else I can tell you about this uh, house? 411 Partridge. Mm. Oh, honey, uh, this, this, we, we don't... We don't want to have to pay the uh, the seven hundred dollars to uh, be able to make decisions in our own home here. I, I hear that. I hear that. Let me ask the misses. Let me ask the misses, uh, sir, if you don't mind. Uh, you you thinking about having a family, having the kids over, running a van, a carpool, soccer, kind of that kind of thing? Let me tell you why. Shady Glen. That seven hundred dollars is money well spent. You're gonna go to a batting cages. That's money you're going to spend anyway. You're going to go out to dinner from time to time. That's money you're going to spend anyway. Instead, you can run on down to the club and get free nachos on Thursdays. You can Funny. send the kids down to the park. Let them, you know, kick the tetherball around. Honey. She's a quiet one. She's a quiet one. I know sometimes, sometimes, sometimes the ladies, they're a little turned off by the monologuing. You know, I tend to monologue. You know, I know we've been working with each other with a few houses. I showed you the dusty shack down on, on first street. And and I, and I showed you the tear down fixer upper over on main street. This one's just a little bit more money. And, um, you know, I think you're going to really find it. it. It's money well spent. She's just really upset right now because you just overwhelmed her with this, you know, I, I don't think she can, she can't handle it. Look at her. She's turning beet red. Beet red. Well, lucky for us, Shady Glen has its own paramedic and police department. We'll just get, call the paramedic and police department right over here. It's a combination to save costs. But uh, let's probably, I think she's maybe choking. I don't know any uh, kind of first aid or, or other sort of, you know, that sort of thing. But um, yeah, we just... just um, let me just flag down the security guard over here. Um, excuse me, uh, ma'am. Uh, we seem to have a situation here. No, no, she's just, she's fine. We don't have uh, to. Yeah, what seems to be the problem over here, sir? Well, sir? I'm just a real estate agent. I have no knowledge of anything whatsoever. Sir, but being I, a real estate agent is not an emergency. I've already told you. I, I realize <laughs> that we've, we've spoken a few times. My wife is just very reserved, okay? Just can't. This is a lot for her right Having now. Having a passive wife is not an emergency, sir. Okay. You, 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 oh, she's, she's gonna speak. Um, I just, um, I was just wondering. Uh, only on Thursday or Tuesdays you could use the water slide. Water slides Tuesday. Uh, yep, the batting cages are are Thursdays between one and two thirty. You're doing a good job, baby. You're doing a great job. Keep it up. Um, and and um, and you said taupe, stone, and and pebble. No, 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 no. Stone and pebble. Those were voted out by the last board. Oh. They were considered too hard. Where's stone and pebble. Where do you see stone and pebble? It's 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 taupe. It's dry. My weapon. It's, it's desert sand. <gasps> my and weapon it's is out. My gun. Show me the stone. <laughs> Oh my god. Wow, oh my god. I am not going to make this sale. <laughs>
Okay. <clears throat> All right, just stick to the palate if you know what's good for you and don't make me come over here again. Yes, sir. Oh, my It's ma'am. Ma oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. <laughs> you twinky little twerp. <laughs> I just commend you, um, uh, security officer uh, Kelly, because um, <laughs> surprise, we were actually putting you, we were testing you, making sure that you were enforcing the HOA rules properly and you did a good job. Yeah, yeah. It's hard being undercover secret enforcers of, of, of esoteric uh, HOA bylaws, but somebody's got to do it. Wait a minute, you you two people made me drive around all afternoon. I showed you 12 houses and 17 comps and you're just here to test the HOA rules? This is ridiculous. Oh, I'm sorry. I realize you're not supposed to raise your voice in Shady Glen. I'm so sorry. We are social justice crusaders, and we are here to make sure that, that things, we have to be believable. Otherwise, how do we know what kind of information you might throw at us? You almost, you almost tried to convince me that stone was an acceptable color. Mark them down. Okay, number one, I, number one, I, I'm very aware of the incident of 2003 involving the, the stone, and I, that's not an incident that I expect to repeat. Number two. Everybody was talking about that. Everybody. Oh God. I, I actually will I will quote the bylaw that I personally uh, saw passed after the stone incident, which is we don't speak about stone, we don't say the word stone. If you need to use a synonym for stone, you may use the term slate. That's it. Oh. Yeah. Also, if someone says stone one more time, I'm going to start firing. I can't help it. It's just how I was trained. I'm triggered. 2003. It was a tough year for us, for us guards, for us guards here at ADP. It's okay, Larry. You you look a little tense. I. <laughs> My name is Kelly. <laughs> why don't you? Why don't you? Why don't you go ahead and take a special trip down the water? I'm gonna shoot this guy for real. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know what? I this has been a not this has been not been a good use of time for me as a real estate agent. I've spent my entire afternoon driving around imposters. You know when I could have been, you know, sh showing showing mid century mid century fixers uppers. To, to series buyers. So number one, I'm, I'm pretty upset. I, number two, I'm a little peeved. And number three, uh, I'm tempted to say the S word and you know, it's not slate. I'm tempted to say oh. that just, just to kind of put it in your face, you know, uh, Brad and Misty. I am frankly appalled at your selfishness. Do you, it's all about you, 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 okay? Oh, you're so grieved just because you had to spend some time, maybe 13 other houses showing us around. We are fighting for everyone here, for everyone's rights. And that includes maybe sometimes yours. And by the way, uh, what's with all the American flags hanging out of people's houses? We saw at least three. That's completely against the bylaws here. That, that I know. Whenever I show people, you know, Shady Glen, I say, you know, you only, you only hang the Shady Glen sign out. And you're not allowed to change the flag to say Shitty Glen. It's got to say Shady Glen. Okay. Wow. I'm sorry. Did Did you just say what I think you? I'm sorry. I, I mean, I'm. Sam, right now, I'm not. I'm not trying to sell anything because clearly, I'm not going to sell anything today. I'm. Yeah. I'm just simply reenacting what I say in other situations that are similar, which is that I inform people they're not allowed to refer to Shady Glen as Shitty Glen. That's all. P prospective buyers. 
how, how do you think I got an exclusive license to sell property in Shady Glen? Is it knowing the information that you're not allowed to tell people, you're not allowed to refer to it as Shady Glen. Why is he talking like this? <laughs> there has never been a time where I have wanted for free speech to be less vigorously protected than I do right now. So anyways, it's just like really hard being a real estate agent in the Valley because people are always just like, oh my God, like you drive a BMW, like your face is on Frisbees, like your life is so easy. But like people don't realize that it's really, really hard because sometimes clients are just really, really mean. Really mean. I completely like, girl, Betty, I completely agree with that shit for real. Like, which is why I'm so glad that I was able to kind of form this little real estate agent book club. So that way, you know, we could just kind of like talk and discuss about our feelings. Cause like, no one, if you're not in it, you don't get it, you know? Yes. And then we can just talk about our real estate magazines at the same time that we're. Yeah. We could talk about listings. We could talk about like, you know, how far away from the curb to put your signs. We can talk about like, I don't know, like, lights photography photography headshot photography is really important really important yeah. i got a whole book on headshot photography i've been wanting us to talk about for a long time personally i would like us to circle back to frisbees for a second because i have so much trouble finding like sourcing out somebody who's going to give me a frisbee that's like decently thick you know what i mean they're so mm-hmm. flimsy they're yeah. so flimsy and frankly the last ones i got made my tits look tiny oh like, my god hi trying to sell houses here okay not here to make friends <laughs> so. oh my god i could die right now <laughs> how many times i've had to tell them i'm like just pretend like like that like they're the focus of the shot and they're like no it's your face and i'm like no it's really not my face yeah it's like hello my chest is down here okay so let's <laughs> let's bring the camera down <laughs> yeah ice cubes please thank you Jesus. (laughs) now um let's get back to the mean so i mean some part of this is us just griping about the mean shit that they're all saying you know like Like, is this a three two i mean yeah like oh like i really need a half bath like it's i like my dog needs like its own bathroom it's like i don't care (laughs) like (laughs) It's outside. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I don't say that. I hate the assumption that we're like supposed to be people persons, like as if I like people. No, I like I just like putting people in houses and then never seeing them again. Yeah, I got into this business because I love buildings. <laughs> I do. You? I love homes. Yeah, I mean, I just I love homes. Like I love you know I love walls. I love roofs. I love doors. stairs. Oh. Oh, I think uh, I'm like a little bit more advanced because I'm a I love a palace. Yeah. Okay. Just because she sold something in the bird streets one time, she's like, I love a palace. Yeah. She's been talking about that shit for like a month. Like, yeah. Seriously. It's like, okay. I'm sorry. When one of you guys graduates to a listing of that caliber, then you can reproach me for my own, like, perfectly acceptable celebration of my own achievement. Thank you. Okay. 
all right, Gloria, you're the queen. We're just, we're just. Yeah, gonna... you're the queen. You didn't sleep with the broker or anything. <laughs> just kidding. You didn't. <laughs> I don't know. Have you seen her frisbees? They're awful. But yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you did it on your own. Oh my God. You're sassy today, Betty. Jesus. Wow. The clouds um, are really out, I see. It's wow. probably because you had like negative two sales last month. And like, I know that I took like three of your clients. <gasps> What'd you say? You heard me. Which ones? Was it Rebecca? Yeah, it was Rebecca. It was, was it Rebecca Romaine? <laughs> was it Rebecca Romaine and yeah. that and that that husband of hers, Jerry O'Connell? Was it them? They they divorced, but but that's that's fine. They probably they probably divorced because you're their agent now. So how do you feel about that? You just <gasps> made America's happiest couple. This is getting very personal. Divorced. I thought we well, were here to talk about buildings, and now I feel like I'm just like, is, am I being attacked? This is like why it's so hard to be a real estate agent. You brought it up. Always being attacked. Lady, you brought lady, it up. lady, this is what they're doing to us, okay? They're, these, You're right. They're, these mean ass clients with all their ridiculous requests are making us <laughs> eat at each other's throats, okay? How am I going to find a vineyard on the attached property in, in the middle of the city? It's like, it's not a reasonable request. Let's all just bring it together, okay? Let's bring it nice. Let's bring a, a, a group <laughs> hug in, okay? Group hug. Oh, oh, you know, this is a great time for us to take that photo for the uh, for the local uh, the, the San Gabriel Valley Outlook. We need to send a you know a meeting photo. For Jesse, Jesse's so, here. Jesse's here. So let's do that right now. We we'll just do a quick selfie, okay? Oh God! Everybody okay. up, uh, Perky, okay, Perky, 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 Perky. Okay. Everybody up, cheery. Okay. Everybody okay. say money. 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 I'm not ready yet. I gotta adjust the girls. All right, all right. We'll, we'll retake. We'll retake. Just, just here. Let me give you a little lift. Okay. Ready? Okay. All right. Let's all say money. 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 Oh yeah. This, we're gonna get the next ensemble sitcom cast that's all looking for houses at the same time. I just. Oh my god. That would be my dream. Yeah, the next ensemble sitcom, big hit. Mm -hmm. They're all oh. gonna need houses at the same time. We'll all refer each other. We'll all refer each other. So, um, I have my um my Brazilian uh, butt lift surgery uh, scheduled for next Monday. Yeah, so like now I can start doing the the side poses for uh -huh. those things, you know. So good. So good for the, I don't know for how the to longer tell you this, signs. But BBLs are like out. Do you not? What? Do you like not go on the internet ever? Or oh, I. Really? Everyone's everyone's getting them removed now, so it's like. Well, I guess maybe that's why you're getting it now because you just like to do things. And also because it's like probably cheaper now. It is yeah. cheaper now. Did you get it on Groupon? Because I think <laughs> I saw that one. Kind of, I kind of did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. Okay. Um. I mean, you should do it because it's like your proportions are so off that it's like maybe it would bring some symmetry so you'd stop like falling over all the time. Okay, that was a little bit direct, But, but okay. you should know that it's like so four years ago. Okay. We are so kind to each other. Like if we didn't have each other to like tell each other like when we were doing something wrong, like I don't know who, if anybody else ever would. No. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. If I didn't have... 
if I didn't have the three of you, nobody would tell me that my photos were so outdated and you know, that, that I look like Burt Reynolds and I, that's not you selling do. any houses. I know, I know, I know. And I keep, you keep sending me to these photographers who take all these really glossed out photos that still somehow trap me in the late 1970s. I so appreciate all of you. So helpful that we tell each other, like, cause like that photo that that most recent shoot you did was just hideous. You looked like, I mean, it looked like a like, horror show. Yeah, yeah, terrible. Yeah, I've like, gotten comparisons. People ask me if I knew you, and I had to say no. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was appreciative at first when people were like, is that Regis Philbin? And I was like, no, just me, just just Donnie. But, yeah. uh, you know. She just has a really strong jaw. It's just a little, it's a little dated, but yeah, strong jaw. People are like, yeah. do you know Donnie? And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I do not associate with that person at all. Although it did get me a listing in, in, in Pacoima. I mean, Pacoima adjacent, but, but it was near Pacoima. Okay. It's a little, 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 a little, a little duplex. Um, oh you know, it's God. not much. It's not, uh, you know, it's not Chris Brown's house, but you know, it's, it, it'll feed my cat for a month. Yeah. That's so sweet. That's nice. Yeah. That's great. Um, maybe I'll just, maybe I'll just get, I don't know, my, um, maybe I'll just get my lips done then. Is that okay? My lips, I can maybe, because again, a little thin. No, pretty. We can't decide these things for you. Okay, it's just like a little pathetic. So it's like, do it, don't do it. Like we don't know. <laughs> okay. Just like look good, you know. Like, is it that hard to just like follow? Yeah. Like, you know, can you yeah, like just be that. attractive? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't get it. Okay. Like, be I think the main thing is that we have to do something and then fail and get criticized for it. That's the that's what it is it's not right that's support that's what friendship is i guess that's like that's what we offer each other because we do all fail well, and then we all criticize each other and then we all criticize each and other. that's how we know that we love each other right you know, exactly exactly it's kind of like with betty right she looks like she has sporks for feet you're like a spork toe not right, Betty. A little blonde angel. A spork toe? Yeah. Um, you look like you have a spork or a toe. Okay. Well, if you're just going to be bitter, then whatever. But, like, I have amazing feet, so it's fine. But also, I don't even know what a spork is because I don't eat at Taco Bell every day like you do with your flat, I, flat I ass. Eat, you think you'd have a bigger ass? With all the Doritos Locos tacos you crunch away on all day. Don't think I don't see that orange powder all over your three series seat that I know is a lease. But yeah, go ahead and talk to me about my spork toe. This feels like family. It feels yeah. like family. When you're here, you're family. That's right. That's what yeah. it is. Oh, I need to go alone. I, I was eating alone. <laughs> but I like, I just love those hot sauce packets. You know, because they're free and you can just like take them at home. You can make your own little Mexican food. And it's good. Whatever. Stop judging me. Stop. Well, we, I mean, obviously we have to, you know, we need to make sure that we're looking good, ladies. I mean, what's on your, uh, 
plastic surgical docket because it doesn't sound like you're doing anything to change your shit. I've been cryogenically freezing myself every night. Just a little bit, like in dribbles. In, okay, oh, wow. Oh. Yep. These are not my eyebrows, these are tattoos. Oh my God, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. I didn't even notice. How are you gonna, she just said she's cryogenically freezing or whatever, and you're talking about eyebrows? Priorities. I mean, if I if I if I had her level of clientele, I'd be cryogenically freezing too. I just got a listing in Beverly Hills Post Office. No. Oh, oh my God. Wow. I know. I, I know. I need your doctor. I I don't. I need your doctor. I need I need to know who your doctor is. No. Why not? You can't legally compel me to tell you. I won't tell you. Well, I'll just follow you like Betty followed me to Taco Bell. Betty. I didn't have to follow you. I just sat in your car one time and the smell punched me in the face. So the book this month was so interesting. Am I right? It was so good. It really was good. I mean, the cover was great. It looked really good on the coffee tables and all the houses that I like, Mm -hmm. you know, had like, whatever that term is. Or said it. I like tur- like made it nice, and then mm-hmm. I put that book on the table, and then it, it, the title was what was it? Was it the making of? Oh, I can't. What was the the making of? It's a tricky word. Bridge. I'm opening up a bottle of wine. Who wants Bri- it? Bridge on the River Kwai. Right. Making a bridge in the River Kwai. Thank you so much for saying that because I didn't didn't want to be the first to say it, you know, because I was scared. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I, I read the entire movie. cover and the back. Yeah, I did. You know, it was I, a movie. I saw the movie. I actually I didn't see the movie. I looked at the blurb on Amazon, and I that felt like enough. Yeah. I, yeah. Apparently, it was a movie. I thought maybe it was like the Bridges of Madison County, but it like didn't sound like oh. that at all. I thought it was like Jamiroquai, so I just bought their album. <gasps> oh, oh, such a good album. And I thought we were doing something a little bit more esoteric this meeting. I actually also thought it was Jamiroquai, but I just bought the hat, the Jamiroquai hat, you know, like the top hat. It's like the oversized top hat. I thought he was known for like a furry kangle from his um, Virtual Insanity video. Oh. Maybe I'm thinking of someone else then. Take a bucket. Personally, it's before my time. Oh my uh, God. Mm-hmm. Uh, Who is no. Jamiroquai even? Is that one of those oldies but goodies? <laughs> okay, well, it, it, you know, you are the youngest one here. Okay, we're not, we're not, uh, I am cryogenically freezing myself, and so technically I am not any older because I have frozen myself in time for a cumulative amount of nights where I am no longer, I, I, that it counts. Yep, nope. I am 22. Honestly, that's true. And then when she dies, she'll just technically be reborn. That's right. I think that's how that works. I'm pretty sure. We take you to the year 2032. Frog, get in here. 
It's time to open the cryogenic chamber and find out what's been stored here for 300 years. Oh, 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 man. Uh, uh, Dr. Dave, this is it. We've been waiting so long to open this thing up. Yes, Grog, we've been waiting for so long to open this up. I'll just to find out what it is. I think uh, since we've been working so hard towards this moment, we should we should open it together. Let's open it together. Wait, let's let's hold hands. Oh, oh, this is going a different direction, isn't it? No, I mean just. I mean, just. I mean, are, is it friends or is it more than friends? Just. Uh, I mean, this is the shareholder speaking. Can you guys please just hurry up and open the crate? Oh, we yeah, don't have oh, all day. So, sorry, yeah, Croc. Oh, this is this just is, hold that thought. Yes. <clears throat> I'm gonna just lift this up and it's a female form and it looks like it's a real estate agent. She's gonna speak. She's amazing. Oh my God, is this what they've been keeping me in? I mean, what is this like 80 square feet? Jeez. And scene. <laughs> I don't know square feet at all, so that might be really big. <laughs> 80 square feet is pretty, pretty big, actually. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe the whole spaceship is 80 square feet. Who knows? Honestly, I'll be honest. I didn't know when you said that. I was like, yeah, that's probably about right. <laughs> probably seems more reasonable. But Doesn't yeah. matter if it's factually right. The attitude was perfect. Yeah. Well, that's been laying down the law. Before we go, I'd just like to give my guests a chance to do a little shameless self-promotion. We'll start with Henry. What, uh, what can people expect to see from you and where can they find you on the internet um you can stalk me at uh on instagram at henry the david um i have some uh program next week but it probably be too late when you hear that <laughs> <laughs> if it's next week yeah probably <laughs> but look for him on the internet He's, uh, maybe when you listen to this it'll be next week at that future time as well yeah help uh, how about you, Kelly? Where can people find you, and uh, what's uh, what's coming soon from you? You can also find me on the internet, Instagram, Twitter, um, at Kelly Shay. Um, I also have a little weekly newsletter that I write, kellyshay.substack.com. I was writing it weekly, and maybe in 300 years when you post this episode, um, I'll be back <laughs> on that cadence again. I took a brief hiatus because I got knocked up <laughs> and <laughs> then I felt really sick and I was like, nothing's created, everything sucks. Um, <laughs> but now I feel better. <laughs> um, anyway, so I'll get back to it is what I'm saying. So yeah, you can find me there. <laughs> All right, can you spell Kelly Shea just for the uh, oh, yeah. audio? <laughs> um, honestly, you guys should just guess and just see what happens and I'll see how big my internet presence is. But if not, it's K-E-L-L-I-S-H-E-A. All right. Thank you, Kelly. And Kristen, yes. where can people find you? What's coming up from you? Um, so I don't have an Instagram, which is something I'm, I maybe will change at one point, but I, I am on Facebook. But also, I think one thing I'm proud of that is on the internet that's easy to find is if you Google my name um, and the term downward slope. It's a story I did uh, for this storytelling thing here in Austin, uh, testify that people really like because it's really funny. So I recommend it because I have another one coming up. Maybe you'll drum up some interest in that. Who knows? It's in August, the next one. Kristen Drenning, Downward Slope. Google it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that brings us to the end of this week's legal adventure. 
And I want to thank you for joining me, your captain, on this earmark edition of Laying Down the Law. I'd like to thank my crew, Henry, Kelly, and Kristen, for joining me on this journey to the great unknown. Yay! Yay.